0: Rape was actually talked about in Deuteronomy chapter 22. And if a woman was raped by a man and she cried out and wanted somebody to come and rescue her and nobody heard her, this man was guilty of a great sin and the girl was completely in the clear. But this man had to be stoned, actually, for committing that great sin and violating that girl in that way. So that's why I think it's interesting that the AMP says after an investigation is done, that's when punishment is supposed to be placed. Hey, faithful listener, grab your cup of coffee and experience the Bible in a way you never have before. P40 Ministries is a podcast that goes through the Bible cover to cover. It's an awesome narrative that focuses your mind and prepares your heart for God to speak. So join your host, Jen, for a biblical podcast that's hilarious, informative, imaginative, and fun. The P40 Ministries Podcast. Listen now as we go through the book of Leviticus. Well, hello and good morning, friends and faithful listeners. Thanks for tuning in to today's podcast episode, and I hope you guys are doing well and are feeling better than I'm feeling today. I've got uh, quite a cold And I'm feeling a little worse than I did yesterday, which I'm kind of bummed about because I'm like, man, aren't you supposed to feel better after the first day of being sick? But I guess not. Not in my case, anyway. But yeah, I still decided to bring you guys a podcast episode because guess what? I am bored out of my mind (laughs) because I really can't do much. And like, I can't move around too much because I'm not feeling well. So I am so bored. I'm like, I'm still going to do a podcast episode and talk with everybody about the Bible and research this because I can sit here and record a podcast episode. At least I think I can. We'll see. But guys, you know what? Let's go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Leviticus chapter 19, verses 20 through 25. And I actually shortened this chapter today or this this passage because I'm not feeling well, so I'm not going to bring you guys a huge long episode, but I'm just going to talk about five verses here. But I'm actually going to read this today out of the AMP version of the Bible, which I rarely do. So, of course, grab your Bible in whatever version it is and your cup of coffee or your cup of tea. And let's go ahead and read this. Now, if a man has intimate relations with a woman who is a slave acquired for marriage to another man, but who has not been redeemed nor given her freedom, there shall be punishment after an investigation. They shall not be put to death because she was not free, but he shall bring his guilt offering to the Lord to the doorway of the ten of meeting, a ram as a guilt offering. The priest shall make atonement for him with the ram of the guilt offering before the Lord for his sin that he has committed, and he shall be forgiven from his sins. When you enter the land and plant all kinds of trees for food, then you shall consider the fruit forbidden. For three years the fruit shall be forbidden to you, and it shall not be eaten. In the fourth year, all the fruit shall be holy, an offering of praise to the Lord. In the fifth year, you may eat the fruit of the trees. This is so that their yield may increase for you. I am the Lord, your God. Now, verses 20 through 22 is talking about a slave woman. And we talked about slavery. I think it was back in Exodus chapter 22, actually, when I had Greg, Greg Kokel on. And he talked a lot about slavery and what that meant back in these days and how God made it different than the slavery that you and I think of nowadays. This would have been more of indentured servanthood, which means that a man, woman, or whoever could literally uh, give themselves to a person as a worker for seven years in order to pay off a debt or to pay for a crime that they committed. And then they would be free after seven years, if they so chose, actually. They could continue to live under, I guess, their master longer than that if the master still wanted them. And if they wanted to continue under, um, under that guy as a servant, they could do that. And he would be taken care of and his work would be um, paid for after that. But yeah, but this would have been an indentured slave. This woman or servant is a better word, actually. But it says that this woman who is a servant acquired for marriage to another man. So this is likely talking about a young servant woman who was living under um, a master of some sort that ended up giving this servant girl to maybe one of his other servants as um, a bond in marriage? And when we talk about the bond in marriage back in Hebrew times, actually, the best example I can give you is Mary and Joseph, Jesus' parents. Mary was betrothed to Joseph and was considered married to him, actually, even though they had not come together as a husband and wife yet. They were still considered married, except for um, with sex, basically. And so Mary and Joseph, after Mary became pregnant with Jesus, Joseph thought that Mary had cheated on him. And so Joseph, in order to not have Mary stoned, for her sin. He wanted to basically break up with her silently, but we know then that the angel came to Joseph and said Mary was in the clear, she was fine, and that Jesus was going to be the Messiah. So that's a really good example of what the marriage process looked like back in Hebrew days. Was a man and a woman, even though they weren't necessarily living together, they could be betrothed but it was still considered a marriage union. And if one of them broke away from that union to cheat on the other person, that person was guilty of a sin, the person that uh, chose to commit adultery. So it says here that if a man has intimate relations with a woman who is a slave given in marriage to another man. So if a man decides to go and sleep with this this woman who is betrothed, the slave woman, it says, there shall be punishment after an investigation. So if you look at Deuteronomy chapter 22, you'll see that there are a bunch of rules actually for, um, for sexual intimacies between a man and a woman. And rape was actually talked about in Deuteronomy chapter 22. And if a woman was raped by a man and she cried out and wanted somebody to come and rescue her, and nobody heard her, This man was guilty of a great sin, and the girl was completely in the clear. But this man had to be stoned, actually, for committing that great sin and violating that girl in that way. So that's why I think it's interesting that the AMP says after an investigation is done, that's when uh, punishment is supposed to be placed. So that means there has to be an investigation to see if this woman... This servant woman who was betrothed to another man willingly had sex with another person. That was what the investigation was. And if they found that this woman was raped, then the man would be punished. And if they found out that it was completely consensual, then there would be some kind of punishment. Now, the Bible doesn't specifically say what the punishment would be for the woman, but it does go on to say that the man would have to, after he was punished as well, he would have to go and perform the sin offering. But these two people would not be stoned to death as in other circumstances of uh, consensual immorality. Does that make sense? I hope I'm, I hope I'm making sense in my uh, fog here. <laughs> but anyway, the man and the woman if it was consensual, they would not be punished by death, specifically because God was protecting this young servant woman because she was not free. Even though she would be punished if they found out it was consensual. But if it even if it wasn't consensual and that young girl had been raped by some guy, he would be punished. And then he after that, he would have to Bring his guilt offering to the Lord to the doorway of the Ten of Meeting, a ram as a guilt offering. And the priest would make atonement for him with the ram of the guilt offering before the Lord for the sin which he had committed, and his sin would be forgiven. And then after that, it's actually assumed from different portions of scripture that this man who had violated this girl would then have to be the one to marry her. Though I don't know if that's in every single case, because maybe um, in a rape circumstance, the um the betrothed man would be willing to marry this girl but obviously if this girl had consensually cheated on him that guy might not want to marry her anymore (laughs) and then at that point that servant girl would have to marry the man that she cheated with if that makes sense but that is not specifically clearly stated in scripture but there is different instances in scripture where something like that kind of happened later on. But then after this, it says in verse 23 through 25, when you enter the land and plant all kinds of trees for food, then you shall consider their fruit forbidden. So this is kind of a weird rule, but it makes a lot of sense when you think about it. So God is first and foremost telling the Israelites about their ultimate goal. He is saying you know when you come into the land that I'm going to give you because at this time they're still wandering around the desert when God is giving them these rules but he's saying when you eventually come into the land then do this he says you can plant all kinds of trees for food So this would be talking about fruit trees of some sort trees that produce fruit fig trees olive trees um, citrus trees whatever But these would be trees that the Israelites planted, not the trees that were already there. Because it kind of makes that pretty clear. It says when you plant all kinds of trees for food. So that's not talking about the trees that the Canaanites had already planted and were producing fruit. It says that in three years, the fruit will be forbidden to you of all the different trees that the Israelites planted and they shall not be eaten. And this makes sense because... Fruit trees in their um, first and second and third years actually don't produce a lot of fruit. It really takes a while for those fruit trees to get going. And it's actually best to prune those fruit trees and get rid of the fruit. So that the fruit trees can continue to grow and produce a lot of fruit. But then God says in the fourth year, all the fruit shall be holy and an offering of praise to the Lord. So even in the fourth year, the people were not allowed to eat the fruit. At that point, there would be like a first fruits kind of harvest where the people would make the fruit holy and give it all to God because God would get the first fruits in all the different circumstances. But then in the fifth year, God says, you may eat the fruit of the trees so that their yield may increase for you. So God is saying this to his people because he's saying, if you obey me in this, your fruit trees are going to produce in the fifth year and they're going to yield more and more and more fruit if you continue to obey me and continue to do all this stuff. And then, of course, as always, God ends here with, I am the Lord, your God. I just think that's really interesting. Because God is just saying here at the end that he is their God and that they need to fear him and follow all of these rules. And that's why God keeps, you know, ending these sentences with, I am the Lord, your God, or I am the Lord, because he's reminding his people who he is and who they are worshiping. So as you guys know, the giveaway ended yesterday and thanks for everybody who participated. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. And uh, it was really sweet to see what some people said about the podcast episodes. And I think it's about time to announce the giveaway winners, don't you guys? Okay. So the first winner is, drumroll, Jason Basner. <laughs> Thank you, Jason, for reaching out and for being a part of the giveaway. It was awesome to see your review. Thank you. So I will be in contact with you soon, Jason. And I hope I said your your last name correctly. And the second giveaway winner is, drumroll, Sarah Mishler. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sarah. I've been so excited to see all of your reviews. And Sarah, I will be in contact with you soon over email as to where I can uh, ship your stuff. But as I said on yesterday's podcast episode, um, I am going to make sure I'm feeling well before I ship your guys' stuff out. (laughs) So I just don't send you my cold germs. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thanks so much, everybody, for uh, doing the giveaway and for all of that stuff. And I hope you guys have just a fantastic rest of your day. Happy listening and God bless.